Holston turned around and around, taking it in. He had a sudden memory of his wife doing the same. He had watched her awkwardly, slowly turning, almost as if she were lost or confused or considering whether to do the cleaning at all. The cleaning. Holston reached down and pulled a wool pad from his chest. The cleaning. He knew, in a dizzying rush, a torrent of awareness. Why? 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 He looked where he always assumed the tall, circular wall of the uppermost silo floor would be. But of course, that wall was buried. All that stood behind him was a small mound of concrete. A tower no more than eight or nine feet tall. A metal ladder ran up one side. Antennae bristled from the top. And on the side facing him, on all the sides he saw as he approached, were the wide, curving, fisheye lenses of the silo's powerful cameras. Holston held out his wool and approached the first. He imagined the view of himself from inside the cafeteria, staggering forward, becoming impossibly large. He had watched his wife do the same thing three years ago. He remembered her waving. He had thought at the time for balance, but had she been telling him something? Had she been grinning like a fool, as wide as he was grinning now, while she remained hidden behind that silver visor? Had her heart been pounding with foolish hope while she sprayed, scrubbed, wiped, applied? Holston knew the cafeteria would be empty. There was no one left who loved him enough to watch. But he waved anyway. And for him, it wasn't the raw anger he imagined many might have cleaned with. It wasn't the knowledge that they in the silo were condemned and the condemned set free. It wasn't the feeling of betrayal that guided the wool in his hand in small, circular motions. It was pity. It was raw pity and unconstrained joy. The world blurred, but in a good way, as tears came to Holston's eyes. His wife had been right. The view from inside was a lie. The hills were the same. He'd recognize them at a glance after so many years of living with them. But the colors were all wrong. The screens inside the silo, the programs his wife had found, they somehow made the vibrant greens look gray. They somehow removed all signs of life. Extraordinary life. Holston polished the grime off the camera lens and wondered if the gradual blurring was even real. The grime certainly was. He saw it as he rubbed it away. But was it simple dirt, rather than some toxic airborne grime? Could the program Allison discovered modify only what was already seen? Holston's mind spun with so many new facts and ideas. He was like an adult child, born into a wide world, so much to piece together all at once that his head throbbed. The blur is real he decided, as he cleaned the last of the smear from the second lens. It was an overlay, like the false grays and browns the program must have used to hide that green field and this blue sky dotted with puffy white. They were hiding from them a world so beautiful. Holston had to concentrate not to just stand still and gape at it.
He worked on the second of the four cameras and thought about those untrue walls beneath him, taking what they saw and modifying it. He wondered how many people in the silo knew. Any of them? What kind of fanatical devotion would it take to maintain this depressing illusion? Or was this a secret from before the last uprising? Was it an unknown lie perpetuated through the generations? A fibbing set of programs that continued to hum away on the silo computers with nobody aware? Because if someone knew, if they could show anything, why not something nice? The uprisings. Maybe it was just to prevent them from happening over and over again.